Hello, my lovely, lovely friends. So glad to be here. I am so grateful that you have taken time out of your precious day to spend with me. I pray that you find value here um, and just know that you are extraordinary. So welcome to your extraordinary path part two. I know it's been a while since part one, but I am not on my own schedule. I am just listening for the inspiration and to just be a vessel for change, for growth, for love, and however else I can be used to serve. So today, get ready guys. <laughs> today, we ask lots of questions. And just um, so you know, I would love to hear your beautiful and valuable input on any of the questions we cover during this podcast. You are truly and uniquely you, and your viewpoint would be a true value if you feel led to share. If you feel that tug, let me encourage you, please, please, to set into the extraordinary and share your thoughts. It will change someone's life but more on that later. So today we will ask lots of thought-provoking questions, but they will all stem from these three foundational questions. Are you ready? Because here they are. Question one, what does value mean to you? Question two, <clears throat> what is your value? And question three, how would you teach someone to value themselves? I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. What does value mean to you? What is your value? And how would you teach someone to value themselves? I know it's been a while between podcasts, but I have been in my own incubator of sorts. Oftentimes, when I truly, when something truly precious and profound is getting ready to surface within me, I find myself experiencing various situations that seem random, but that all end up pointing me to what we can, what we call in coaching, an ha-ha moment. Some moments take longer than others, though. <laughs> so buckle up, because it's about to get real. So I had a coaching session uh, last month where I was the client instead of the coach, and after the call, I found my mind working. The words mirror and model surfaced and kind of floated around for a while. And as a coach, these words really sunk in. And then they began to transform my thinking and activating my internal visuals. I tend to have a photographic memory and sometimes it's like seeing a movie in my mind. But in this case, I saw on my mind's sight a high fashion show going on with the model walking the runway. I began thinking of value in reference to high fashion. A model's job increases the value and view of the clothes they showcase. You don't see someone pushing a rack full of gorgeous clothes down the runway on their own. Although hilarious, not what you would see during fashion week. You instead would see a person wear these clothes in a, the best possible light and scenario, allowing onlookers to visualize themselves in that same attire. Now what was just a designer's concept on a piece of paper is made into a pattern of threads and embellishments on a hanger, then transformed into haute couture on the extremely exclusive Parisian runway during fashion week. Value successfully transformed. 
Let's look at some of the molecular components of that scenario. But since I'm a storyteller by nature, here's a backstory to set the ambiance. When my husband and I were dating way back when, we got into a very amusing argument. Of course, at the time, we didn't think it was very amusing, but <laughs> in retrospect, it's quite amusing. Um, he is a, an amazing software engineer who, by the way, has been programming and coding since the age of five. And I, on the other hand, had no knowledge at all of this field, but I was very curious. So, and this evening, I find myself asking, so, how does this programming thing work? I had asked. Then I continued to clarify my curiosity. If I wanted to program a cat, for example, how could I turn essentially words and numbers into the picture of a cat? Suffice it to say, this question turned into a singularity, which is a fancy word for black hole, that stretched us both quite uncomfortably and sucked us both in and got us nowhere. That squashed the conversation, but not my curiosity. So later, I took a computer programming class for non-computer science majors so I could understand it. Best professor ever, by the way. He broke it down in the most beautiful way, and I'm going to use his methodology here. So let's go back to our three questions. Let's say you were teaching a class of four-year-olds. You were specifically brought in to teach these little ones about value. How would you explain it? Then let's say you were to go deeper and explain to them self-value or self-worth. How would you explain this concept? Then once you are finished with your lesson, how would you then know that your class got it? How would they be responding to show you that your lesson was a success? Your goal is for these four-year-olds to go into the rest of their lives feeling like a gazillion bucks with no chance of being devaluated even one cent. Feel free to pause here and let this thought sink in if you feel led. Or if not, keep listening because it gets better. Okay, here comes a throwback. Think Red White Rider BB Gun, Easy Bake Ovens, Pet Rocks, Tamagotchis, and Hatchimals. Oh, and expect the Lord of the Rings reference here as well. Can you remember receiving a gift that you truly valued as a child? What was, what is the first item that comes to mind? What made it such a value to you? How did you care for that item? Now, I realize in this podcast, I am totally stacking questions, um, but feel free to, to press pause on the recording um, if you want time to think or even rewind back if you need to. But here we go. I said, fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> so when we were children, we often would carry our most treasured items close to us or put them in a secure place to protect them. A lot of times we do that as adults. Now, when we were children, we would care for it. We would hold ourselves responsible for its upkeep. But oftentimes, as we grew and changed, our view of said items waned and became the proverbial dusty item on an old shelf in the attic or basement. This begs the question, what made that item so valuable to us in the first place? And why did its value change for us over time? 
was it a fad? When we are children, great marketing and crowd pleasers can drive our sense and value for various things. But a question that has been on my mind since all of this has kind of been surfacing and moving around as I've been pondering this for the past month is, has there ever been an item that I have valued on my own without external influence? I'm going to say that one more time. Has there ever been an item that I have valued on my own without external influence? I have yet to come up with such an item. Now you can um, all feel free to disagree with me here and I welcome your thoughts. See me after the podcast via social media. I'd love to hear more of what you're thinking. But as it is at this point, I have concluded that for me, value has a lot to do with external influence. For those Lord of the Ring fans, the ring that ruled them all was no ordinary ring. When found, it had an external influence upon it that would create a pull on anyone that had it in their possession. The ring itself didn't have any power, but the force behind it did, and that created its value. If I went outside and picked up a random rock and tried to sell it at an auction, at a prestigious auction house such as Christie's, they would turn me away and may even be concerned about my well-being. But if that rock were authenticated to have been signed by a world-famous celebrity who had long passed, that rock would very quickly go from worthless to priceless because of the amount of people willing to pay for it. What makes people willing to pay over $50,000 for a bottle of wine from the 1700s that can't even be consumed? For some, it's because it belonged to President Thomas Jefferson. I would love, love to read research on what drives value. What happens mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually within us to drive value? Does this concept apply to people? How does a person know their own value? How do they value those around them? And what drives that? Is it social, economical, political, spiritual, practical, some variation of the aforementioned, or all of the above? Think of something you consider priceless or of infinite value. The title of this podcast is from a parable that Jesus spoke in the New Testament found in Matthew thirteen forty four. And it goes on to verse 45 and 46. I heard an amazing teaching on this that was very appropriate to this topic. Remember when I said seemingly unrelated occurrences all coming together to point me into a direction. <laughs> Although I had heard this parable before, my understanding was incomplete. But within the very amazing teaching the teacher asked a very thought-provoking question I'm going to reframe in my own terms. Let's say you went for a walk in a neighborhood. As you were walking along, something caught your eye and you feel yourself very curious and find yourself walking towards the mysterious object. As you draw near, you find your curiosity rising. You reach the place and bend down to investigate. 
you dig and uncover and find a satchel filled with antique coins. You then pull out your phone and do a Google search and find a photo of the coins and that just one of those coins on an auction, sold on an auction for $10 million. You probably have at least 30 in this particular satchel. Technically, the satchel and all its coins belong to whoever owns the property. But being unclaimed, you bury this treasure back into the ground and notice that the land is for sale. The price is exactly everything you own. Can you imagine going to your spouse, roommate, parent, and or children and saying, Hi, I'm home. By the way, we have to leave our home. I sold it. And don't worry about packing or getting in the car because I sold all of that too. This scenario is a bit odd for us, but it definitely got me thinking. In this parable, Jesus was explaining our value to God in a way we could understand. We are not expected to do anything like this, but he has already done this for us. So, back to value. In light of this parable, how do you value yourself? If there was someone willing to give all they had to help you, would you feel valued? Is there or has there ever been someone in your life that made you feel valuable? in this way. What does all of this have to do with your extraordinary path? Good question. We care for, protect, nourish, and cultivate that which is valuable to us. What is your self-worth? And is it rooted in an infinitely rooted source? Can it be taken or devalued? Or can it grow more valuable? For many of us, when it comes to caring for others, we can easily see the value in those around us. But do we see our own enough to get on our own personally designed path to walk it? Let's say a person has always had a heart for animals since they were young. They naturally bond and have a gift for helping them. Let's say this same person had a strong support network from birth that instantly saw this gift and did all they could to encourage it. Then this person chooses to go to vet school and then joins Vets Without Borders and changes the world for many of our animal neighbors. This is an example of someone walking their personally designed path. Let's say another entirely different person reads about this vet's life and is inspired. Let's say they don't have a heart for animals though, but a heart for educating children. And let's say this person doesn't have a support network, same as this other person, and derive their inspiration instead through other success stories and their faith in God. They purposefully seek out community and learn to build their own support network and learn how to get a scholarship and possibly become a dean of a university. In this example, that person found and walked their own personally designed path. 
When we see our own value and how that value and our own personal gifts that provides values to others, we then become motivated to do what we can do to care for ourselves. Think of yourself as a delicious fruit tree in a community garden. When are you most valuable to your community? When you're bearing fruit, a fruit tree must be watered in proper climate and vitamin-rich soil, pruned, etc., to yield the best fruit. When those elements are missing, the tree will still be alive, but it will not bear fruit. What type of fruit or gifts do you have within? Is your community receiving the value of your fruit? Don't worry if you don't know the answers yet. The best part is finding them out. And if you do know the answers, the next best thing is cultivating, growing, and using your special gifts to bring value to your community. It's not always easy. Even when you are on that path, your personally designed path, there are thorns, weeds, uninvited pests that eat the fruit, then become squatters in your tree. It doesn't, I'm sorry, it does take the work and knowing your value can give you the strength to fight back. I can guarantee you that you have unique gifts that no one else has, that you have had since birth, and that have been shaped by your life experiences, no matter what they were, that have turned into pearls that will provide life-changing value to people. Believe me, it's not difficult to change someone's life for the better. If even something so small as a genuine smile can move mountains in someone's life, what can something more do? You were created to do something amazing. I promise. Just hang in there. All you need are three vitamins to fortify and be begin growing fruit. And believe me, they are choices. Sometimes difficult choices, but they are choices nevertheless. And the good news is, they are all completely in your power and control to wield as you wish. And there is no one and nothing anywhere that can take it from you. The three, what I'm calling vitamins, are love, humility, and teachability. As a tree... When properly rooted, healthy, and maintained, no matter how the wind blows, there's nothing it can do to move the tree. Negativity, anxiety, fear, and doubt will come. But think of those guys as bullies. Bullies and the wind as these bullies. And if you are rooted and properly nourished, it has no power over you or your fruit. Remember, love, humility, and teachability are choices that can't be taken from you by anyone or anything. Your attention can be pulled away by those wind bullies, but remember, you are in control and you can choose to redirect your focus on your fruit and serving your community. And the great news is, is you don't have to do it alone. We can all come together, walking our own specific paths, but we can band together and support and encourage each other. 
if you can think of any others, any other, let's call them the, um, the uh, vitamins, any other types of vitamins that come to your mind, I would love to hear all about them. You can find us on our social media, and if you would like, feel free to share this podcast and comment with your thoughts. I truly pray this podcast will leave you seeing how valuable and extraordinary you, extraordinary you truly are and motivate you to be your extravagant self, to bear some extravagant fruit for your community, to grow, be nourished, and also see their individual value and value in the same way and produce their fruit and so on. Think of it as a fruit-bearing feedback loop. I'm going to say that again. Fruit-bearing feedback loop. Let's do this. And hey, guess what? You, yes, you, 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 period, are, period, extraordinary, full of value, you are royalty, worthy, and precious. In short, extraordinary. Love you dearly, friend, and I pray every moment in your day is more extraordinary than the last. And when it is just as I have prayed, let us all know so we can be inspired by your experience. A personal testimony can change and save lives. Come back and visit again and hear more about your path, about what you can do on your path to your own personal extraordinary and plug in and get into the community so that we can all support each other because although your road is not easy, it is your road that you can walk and you can walk and be successful and we are all here to see that happen. I will talk to you soon and have a glorious and wonderful day.